For this week's guided meditation, in honor of Black Panther, I would like us to focus on getting closer to self. Peeling back the layers and connecting on a deeper level to who we truly are. This is an ongoing journey and one we each travel at a different pace. However, the goal is to walk the path, not to stand at the start of it. So we're going to connect to our breath. And through your inhales and exhales, I want you to use your imagination to envision yourself picking up rocks to reveal parts of you that you've left hidden or purposely kept covered. Let's allow all parts of who we are to breathe. Remember, you inhale through your nose and you exhale through your mouth. And here we go. Inhaling deep. And again, lifting those rocks, we inhale deep. Let's have a passion for knowing who we truly are. One last time, inhale deep. I pray that this exercise has helped in some way. I pray that you were able to free a part of you that may have been buried, a chance to see you in a more full light. Never be afraid of getting closer to who you truly are. And now, let's get healed. Welcome to the healing space. I am Sensei Raven Ekundayo. You get on my damn nerves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mufasa. I'm Brandon Harris Williams. <laughs> it's gonna be a regular thing for you, but but see, it works out this week. Sounds like Mufasa works out this week. <laughs> I try not to, but it just it gets me every time. I don't I'm sure. Know. I'm sure. <laughs> well, as we've been promoting, this episode and Thursday's live episode are dedicated to Black Panther. This is Wakanda Week at the Healing Space. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, you know. I Ew. I am really Yeah, can I can I say I'm excited about it? Am I? <laughs> you? I I think I think I am excited. I think I'm excited. This 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 movie has uh has made all of us feel some kind of way in the most positive yes. way possible for for some of us for some of us we have to say for some of us <laughs> we all feel a way a I way there we go <laughs> which Absolutely. way we feel <laughs> yeah. we don't all feel the same way right we don't all feel listen <laughs> and this is the purpose of a podcast like the healing space because we're gonna unpack some stuff <laughs> we're gonna uh, a few other folks need to bring their baggage on so we can <laughs> lay it out interesting yeah because some some people's bags are heavier than others this is very true <laughs> bag of lady you gonna miss your bus <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. Mr. Buster Wakanda. Listen, some of them never showed up. But anyway. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a few things we're going to tackle. We were under the impression that because this episode is going to solely be about Black Panther and uh, Wakanda, that it would have been a shorter episode. But we ain't think that. I know who you I'm talking to. Was, you, you know what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might not be as long as some of the others have been. Okay. But with the two of us getting to talk, I didn't think it was going to be like short. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think that. I guess. Anyway, so as now we are. I want. I'm, oh no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to make sure. So we are doing spoilers, right? Because oh, we're letting y'all know now. Crazy. Okay, so we let y'all know that now. Absolutely. So you know. <laughs> in the description, you... it also says that. In the description, it lets everyone know. I put it in caps. <laughs> spoilers. Come on, caps. Absolutely. Yeah. Because reading is fundamental. It okay. is. So if you don't read the description, <laughs> but also if you haven't seen it by this point. Listen, part of the problem. No, I'm playing. Because some of us are on. Yes, part of the problem. Um, <laughs> some some people are on their second and third watch. So you know. Yeah, my second will be this evening. Yeah, you know, my second will be at some point. Because it's like uh, several of my friends have told me that they've gone back to watch the movie because there are different things that they can pick up. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, that rare person that I saw Inception one time and I got everything that they were saying. So, you know, but I'm also. I never saw it, but yes. Right. Oh, yes, I never saw it. Too many white people for you. But, um. No, was, I just. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever saw the trailer or if I ever even wanted oh, to watch. No. Don't do too many white people. Don't do that. <laughs> I love plenty of white things. Don't do that. Do you say you love plenty of white things? Play like white movies and stuff, absolutely. Okay. okay. And TV shows, absolutely. Okay. Well, this is about this is about Black Panther, so I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you get away with that today. But <laughs> you brought up Inception. <laughs> <laughs> but trust, come the live episode on Thursday, are we gonna come back to that? Because <laughs> we like some white things. Okay, I'm in, I'm intrigued by this. Anyway. So, and see, this is how we end up being over an hour. Because <laughs> you get our lovely topic. banter. <laughs> But anyway, so before we get into the conversation, mm-hmm. I wanted to actually name off the actors and the characters they play. Because you do it. we're going to, this conversation is going to be thorough and we're going to be going and I'm not going to be stopping to explain who people are. So, you know, yeah. um, go you, ahead. you better do that. <laughs> I'm going to be saying, twitching back and forth between their real names and their character <laughs> names. So anyway, so, okay, you have T'Challa. Which is a Chadwick Boseman, yes, who is now Sorry. King T'Challa. Uh-huh. Uh, then you have former King T'Chaka, which and this is the one person whose last name I may mess up, and that is either John Connie or John Kenai. I'm not sure, uh, and I'm mad because it's not like I haven't seen interviews where they've talked about him. Uh, <laughs> then you have uh, T'Challa's younger sister, who is Shuri, and she's played by Letitia Wright. Then you have Eric Stevens, a.k.a. Eric Killmonger, who was played yes! by Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Nakia, who was played by Lupita Nyong'o. Then you have Okoye, who was played by Denai Guerrera. Then you have Wakabi, who was played by Daniel Kaluuya. You have Queen Ramonda, who was played by Angela Bassett. And quick point that a lot of people may not know because they didn't touch on it in the movie and I figured they probably wouldn't have touched on it because it may have 
made layers that people didn't really want to deal with in the first film. But if you read the comic book, she's actually not his birth mother. She's his mm-hmm. stepmom. Um, and a lot of people yeah. don't know that. I saw f- folks saying they just might not deal with that just because there might be too much in the movies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. Yeah, it's, it's the layers they don't really want to get into. Because my comic book readers would be confused as hell. Right. <laughs> so she's Shuri's mom, but she's only the stepmother too. But yeah. So then we have uh, a fan favorite of, of many, M'Baku. Uh, who in the comic book is also known as Man Ape, uh, which of course Ryan was not going to let that be a thing, um, and he's played by <laughs> Winston Duke. Uh, then we have Unjobu, who is played by Sterling K. Brown. Then we have Ulysses Claw, who is played by Andy Serkis. Then there is Agent Evan Everett Ross, played by Martin Freeman. And then closing out, we have Zori, who is Forrest Whitaker. Now, those are a lot of the main characters. Uh, there are others, you know, like uh, when Brandon and I were talking before we started the show. Uh, Denzel Whitaker. He plays a uh, younger Zori. Again, this is spoiler crazy, so sorry. Um, but <laughs> I guess not sorry, because we made it clear that it was going to be lots of spoilers. But uh, is there anybody else who I'm leaving out? Big people? Um <sighs> I don't think so. I mean, unless you know the actor who played young T'Chaka, but I don't know. And that I do not. That I do not. And and we're going to discuss, um, but we'll get to her later. It's fine. We can say her name later. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is, she's a, she, she brings up conversation. She, or she's, her, con- her character is part of conversation, but yeah. Okay. Um, so. No, I don't think about it. Okay. So the first thing that I wanted to touch on was that there were a lot of people who were talking about there wasn't enough action. So me, I wasn't going to be bothered by that because that wasn't why I was going to see the film. But once mm-hmm. I saw the film, and, and I, two things. One, I saw the film and I gave a quick side eye because I was like, there's more than enough action. So that was confusing to me. But then I watched spoiler reviews afterward. And when they went further in describing the action, they started talking about why the action we saw shouldn't be considered action. And I was like, this this doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, like I can't, I can't, I can't really wrap my head around the reason why you don't believe that was action. That was kind of silly to me, you know. I think, um, probably, and I haven't. I'll, I'll be the first to admit I haven't seen all of the ones in the Marvel universe. I, I'm gonna do better. I'm, the goal is to watch them all before Infinity War. Okay, pray for me. Pray for me. Mm-hmm. We're gonna... Indeed. Because especially some things I've heard about some of them, I'm like, who do I want to suffer through that? But. <laughs> We're going to see. But no, I think just from what I've seen, they're so used to like the whole city being destroyed <laughs> during right, a fight. Right. And that might be why <laughs> they were like, well, this doesn't have it because there's always the huge. And this all superhero movies, or most of them at least, they yeah. like literally destroy half of a city in this big epic fight at the end. Right. I mean, and there was, you know, a big epic fight, but it had nothing to do with destroying anything. Yeah. It, well, my, my well, thing no, is, is that. I guess land, no, I guess buildings or anything, you know, like streets right. and stuff. Like I don't, I don't need for my blockbusters to like, like turn, turn literal. <laughs> like I don't need for y'all to literally Child. taking out blocks. Like, <laughs> Listen. I'm like, that's not necessary in order for me to truly enjoy a major tentpole movie, you know? Um, so going into this, I didn't necessarily need to see a lot of action, but when you're mm-hmm. watching the movie, like one reviewer actually said that the scene where he drops out of the uh, the craft onto the ground uh, when he's going to retrieve Nakia, um, mm-hmm. they said that that scene was an action. 
And I'm like, that's Boulder Dash. Like, what are you talking about? That's not action. Of course it is. Like, yes, Boulder Dash. That's a, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> like, that's that's so weird to me. Like, but I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I don't want people seeing these reviews and assuming that there's not action in Black Panther. There absolutely is. You know. Yeah. It's just not the to the scale that they're used to. Right. I'm like, I mean, if you're fighting, that that's action. Like, listen, don't make me go hello. look at my dictionary to get the definition of like what. Uh, like, okay, uh, hello. Like there, there were people what? doing reviews saying that when they had the the ceremonial fighting that was going on, that was not action. And I'm like, if you see the way the Killmonger goes in on T'Challa, okay, yeah, I was like, I think I might give you that one. I don't. The first one, I'm not sure if I would consider that one action. Well, the first one, maybe not. Him versus M'Baku, may not. But yeah. when it's T'Challa and Killmonger, what? Well, yeah. Listen. <laughs> Jesus. Like, okay. You get no more action than being thrown over a waterfall. <laughs> Listen, okay? And it's like, you was a movie, so you know he's going to live, but you're just like, no. Like, And people made me feel like I was cold, because I'm watching that, and I'm like, who thought he was going to die? Like... Not only is the movie named after him, but he's clearly already going to be in Infinity War. <laughs> we'll uh, hello, in this movie. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like when you kind of like release that suspension of disbe- uh, disbelief or whatever. It's called like <laughs> suspension of belief. It's like, okay, I know he signed up for five Marvel movies. Right. This is number three. <laughs> I've seen him in the next trailer. They're talking about doing a sequel. Like he's, I'm a. Wait, you know. wait, wait! Did you say this is number three? No, Infinity Wars is number three. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute now. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. out searching for that third movie. <laughs> okay, well, he's already filmed three. There we go. Come on. You better give him the facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have, uh, Brandon and I both have lists. We took notes. Uh, so I'm going to touch on something else, but by all means, if you want to jump in after this uh, this next thing, you can. Got it. Uh, yeah. So... The next thing for me is that I would like to actually take this time to apologize to old girl. Um, I have been very vocal on the healing space about the fact that I love, admire, and respect Angela Bassett. I absolutely do. The roles that she played, she's had many memorable moments. But I've let people know that I don't always believe that she and Denzel have a lot of range. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, especially as an actor... Many singers, there are a lot of singers who will let you know in a heartbeat what they think of someone's vocal ability. So as an actor, I analyze that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I love people who can get into dialect, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I like when someone stretches. And watching Angela in this role, I mean, honestly, since she started with American Horror Story, I've started seeing her in a different light. uh, Because she's being challenged, you know? Um, and when she was in Coven, I was like, wow, I don't see Angela anymore. I don't. And as Queen Ramona, I did not see Angela at all. And the main reason is because of the dialect. She changed her accent. And you know, my biggest thing to you is that I've always been like, she and Denzel always sound like the same person. (laughs) But someone brought to my attention, and I don't know if it was Kaya, if it was Kevin, someone brought to my attention this weekend. And this is the reason why I'm apologizing to her is that it may not be that she doesn't have the range. It may be that she's not offered the opportunities to use said range. You feel me? Yeah. Or I think, yeah, I'll agree with that. Or that um, just act the, uh, not the activities, Lord, the opportunities, (laughs) especially for like black actors, men and women in general, aren't 
challenging right necessarily because right. the, the writing isn't necessarily challenging i'd say the movies aren't good right. but it doesn't like really push them right to that place now granted i can make this argument more for her not so much for denzel listen really okay. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth because he's had blockbusters after blockbusters so i can't quite defend him with this but <laughs> for her i think with normally being the supporting character when she's in the larger movies or with being you know, and mostly black things, I think that might be part of it. But not only that, but the reason why I can't <clears throat> the reason why I can't put Denzel in this is because Denzel mm-hmm. was in Much Ado About Nothing. He was in a Shakespeare film. The perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to lose your New York accent. And it still didn't leave. So I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Like with Angela, <laughs> I can see this, you know? It would be different yeah. if she had played a role like that, where it's like clearly, ma'am, we're offering you an opportunity to step out of, you know. But well, yeah, but I, I think I was gonna say, I think it would have been weird as hell for her to be in this movie still talking normal and everybody else has an accent. Well, that's what I was looking forward to. I was looking forward to the fact that I'm like, okay, at the very least in this film, I get to Mm -hmm. truly get lost in her character, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But everything about the way she played it didn't feel like Angela. I loved it, you know? I loved it. To be honest, I don't believe anyone dropped the ball in this film. Anybody. Well, look at that. Because Every... folks have been talking about acting. So yes. go ahead. Yes. Please us. <laughs> <laughs> I, believe, I believe everyone brought their A game in this movie. Everyone held their weight, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and to that, okay, did, did you want to touch on that right now? Yeah, we can. Okay. I, I've been seeing um, a lot of people uh, saying that they felt like Michael B. Jordan was the weakest link in this movie, like with his acting. And I was like, I don't I don't think so. No. But okay. No. And and the the reason why that's BS is because you have a film that's showing you the differences, important differences that can begin prayerfully a necessary conversation between those who those who are still on the continent and those of us who are not. And you have an entire culture of people who have, you know, they they're closed off from society. Including different countries within Africa, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And then you have someone who's coming in there who was from, who was born and raised. In, well, no, wasn't born. Who is raised? Well, wait a minute. Was did they say he was born? Was he born in Wakanda and then taken to America, or was it that his father was Wakandan? I think his father I know his came Wakanda, from Wakanda, but I can't. Yeah, he I was born remember. in America. He was born in America. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, which I thought was interesting because normally raised around your parents, you usually take on their accent. Um, but he never had nope lies. Okay, and that goes into my argument. That goes into my argument. Lies. So, one, he was going to sound like he was from Oakland, you know. And what I love mm-hmm. is that it was it was stressed. Like it was somebody who said last night. <laughs> you know, I don't usually use this word, but they were like he was nigga as shit in this movie. And I was like, uh, look at you. Right, right. But I had to get a point across. Um, so, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like he was, he was hard. Like you could tell mm-hmm. he was American as hell. He was as black, not African-American. Uh, I'm not, uh, not African, as black as he could possibly be to show the dynamic. You know, it was like, this is the difference between he and T'Challa, you know? Mm-hmm. So for people to say that he didn't act that character well, I'm like, no, if you've seen other movies that Michael B. Jordan has been in, you can be certain he played this role, and that was not Michael B. Jordan playing Michael B. Jordan, you know? Um, if you've ever seen... But movie, not at all. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen the movie Chronicle alone, you would know that that's not the same person. If you see uh, when he was Johnny Storm in Fantastic Four, that's not who Killmonger was, you know? And not mm-hmm. only that, but 
it gave me chills and I'm getting I'm getting them again even as I'm saying this when he walked into the throne room and when they had that argument going back and who I'm getting chills when they were going back and forth and when they said who are you and he like just all this energy you could tell the rage and frustration and hurt just came through his voice he started speaking in their accent you know and when mm-hmm. he said who he was I'm like oh shit because to me that added on a whole nother layer this entire time he's been there and he's talking to you as an American but if he needed to he can immediately click on and be someone of Wakanda you know yeah and that gave me chills because I'm like there you go there are those layers how dare you say that he you know he he called it he phoned it in as Michael B. Jordan no not at all every single part of that film if anything and we'll get into you know later on my issues ever I think that it was a perfect film but at the very least I don't feel like we got enough of Killmonger you know I feel like he could even he could have showed even more of the dynamic of who he was because if you know yeah. who he is in the comic book, it's more layered than just this. But my bad, go ahead. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't, and this is I guess maybe the first major spoiler. I don't know, but I definitely didn't want him to die at the end because I was like I felt like it would be really good for it to be like him to be an ongoing villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were even um, some think pieces and different things have already kind of started. People saying you know it's not fair that Killmonger had to die, but like other villains in the other movies, you know, kind of get to live on and or get to be redeemed to do whatever in all of the, um, you know, the different sequels and stuff. So I definitely felt like him dying at the end kind of like, I don't necessarily want to say cheated because there's definitely still plenty of story to tell and plenty, you know, villains or whatever to happen or to come. But I, I feel like we kind of are losing something maybe out of what could have come from their ongoing feud or something in different films. So here's my response but, to people who feel that way. Okay. I want them to suck it up. That's one. Oh, okay. And two, okay. as as Olivia and Cyrus would say on Scandal, I want them to stop being bitch babies. Because here's the thing. People die. That happens. Mm-hmm. I want you to get over the fact that a character died in a film. Cut this shit out. I need you to okay. cut it out. Two, characters in comic books get brought back to life. Eric Killmonger was raised from the dead twice in the comic books. Calm the fuck down. I'm irritated by that. <laughs> As oh, you can clearly, clearly. I, I could hear it. I, I'm irritated by it because I'm what? Stop! Listen, we have an amazing black film. Stop putting, stop putting everything on this movie. We're already getting a sequel. Calm down. Mm-hmm. You're, people are doing too much. <laughs> people, and th- and this is where we, you know, we're gonna talk later on about the whole perfect film thing. Like, stop. We get to judge it. We get to have opinions. You know, he gets mm-hmm. to die. You know, especially because if he didn't die, we wouldn't have gotten that perfect ass statement at the end of it. You know, bury me in the sea along with my ancestors who knew that it was more important. I'm I'm getting it wrong. I don't want to get it wrong, but pretty much to die in the sea rather than to be chained up in America. You know, that wasn't the exact Mm -hmm. quote, but pretty much he's like, I'm going to die for what it is that I believe in. I'm jumping off this ship. You're not going to take me over there and put me in chains and whip me, you know? That's mm-hmm. not my story. You feel me? So I'm like, we wouldn't have gotten that if he would have lived. He stood for something, so he died for something. So I'm like, don't don't give me this whole why did he have to die. He died because that's what his whole thing was. If I'm not going to be a ruler, bury me, you know? I was treated like a freaking fourth grade citizen, you know, second class citizen. Like I was treated. Um, I didn't mean to say fourth grade. I meant to say fourth, <laughs> fourth class, not even second class. You know, his whole thing is, is that you 
left us to die over there. You had an opportunity to come over there with your technology and make a difference in this entire world, not just America. And you chose not to. That was selfish of you. I'm going to change things, you know? So, and I guess I'm kind of flowing into the conversation right now, but it's like my, my issue with him, because there are a lot of people who are championing, championing him and leaving it at that. He was mm-hmm. a layered character. I don't stand here and applaud the fact that he, he, he killed people without a second thought. That is not to be applauded, you know? Mm-hmm. We can stand here all day and agree with the, what it is he was saying was completely right, but his actions were not. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, the, the, his issues with the fact that Wakanda should have done something, absolutely. The fact that they all sat back and it was just like, you know, we're not going to go out. They lived in the old ways. And they were completely caught up in that and not understanding. And that has a lot to do with real life and where we are now. There are a lot of people in Africa who don't know the plight of the black man and woman in America, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if we, if we, and there are a lot, to, on the flip side, there are a lot of, of black Americans who look at Africans as if they think they're better than us. And that's not the case across the board, you know? There are a lot of ignorant statements that I've heard people make about Africans in America and it's like we're not attempting to bridge that gap and get to know each other on a, on a better level. And Killmonger sitting here and saying that that opportunity could have come a long time ago, but you chose not to do it. And my thing is, is that I'm going to give what it is that we've received for so long. But my issue is, is that his anger led him to where everybody was expendable. He freaking killed his girlfriend with not a second thought. You know, she wasn't white. Okay. So, so it's like I can say he straight slit the throat of Adora Milaje just because she was in his way. So it wasn't even a thing of I'm going to kill a bunch of white people to get <laughs> home. It's like, no, anyone who's in my way dies. So I'm like, no, no, that's not to be applauded. <laughs> but my bad. What, what are your feelings on it? No, I, um, I think I'm one of the few. <laughs> I actually was on T'Challa's side. I don't know. I, for whatever reason, I'm just kind of like, I don't. I know this sounds horrible to say, but I'm like, I think them keeping to themselves, them keeping to themselves is kind of what protected them and kept them safe for so long. Everybody can be like, yeah, they have to, you know, the power and the means, you know, to defend themselves. I'm just like, if they were too exposed, to have exposed who they were, then that would have made them vulnerable. And it's no telling what could have happened to them. I think it's only so long you can like, kind of continue to defend yourself against the whole world, if that makes any sense. But, so my, my bad go ahead no no go ahead look i didn't talk enough go ahead finish getting off your talk <laughs> <laughs> no so i'm just saying i completely i guess get and understand why they would have stayed to themselves and why they wouldn't have um have i guess reached out to help and i completely also get though his frustration and why he wanted them to help absolutely but like you're saying too he was like it the anger was too much and i also think too like the layers of it being his family right. and and what happened with his dad like even that anger is directed because you're not just angry because they didn't come and help, but you're also angry because they left you too, kind Absolutely. of a thing. Absolutely. So that, that anger there is kind of a, it's like, like you say, everybody would have been expendable. And then you, you're giving all of these mass weapons to people who you either don't know or either, who either have a lot of their own baggage and issues and everything else. So there's really going to be like mass chaos. It's not going to be, you're not going to bring about anything positive. Right. Kind of, a, especially with, with, that type of leadership. Right. So you, you killed my father. You left me to find his body and you never came back for me. My anger is completely understandable. You know, 
But mm-hmm. that, that's where I draw the line. I draw the line at the whole need to kill absolutely everyone. And my and this is where, you know, we, we absolutely get into the, the healing space of things. Because my thing is, is that we have too many people in society like this already. And not just black, you know. We have mm-hmm. too many people who are so wrapped up in their pain and trauma from who they who, from who they were growing up and how they were treated that the slightest things can trigger them as adults. But that does still not give you the right to become violent. It doesn't. You know, the thing is, is that we all have to do our own personal work on who we are. You can't continue to wear your triggers and your trauma as a badge of honor and feel like you can constantly use that to mow down everybody. That's not how life works. You know. It's Mm -hmm. like you have to be willing to do the work. Now, true, it may take a while to get to that, and you may end up making some mistakes, but the goal is you make those mistakes, and then you come around and understand the error of your ways. You can't become the people who you despise. You can't, because then that makes you no better. And we, we find that too often on social media that there are people who constantly rally against the people they hate, and they become that of which they hate. So it's like at the end of the day, I'm looking at Killmonger and I'm like, for goodness sake, if you would have been able to continue to be on the path you were on, you would have ended up becoming the exact people you fought against. Pretty much. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't see that. And, I, and, and that's problematic. It's problematic that people saw that movie and all they could see was the good in him. All they could see that is that he was tortured and he he looks like them, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. but you, you don't understand that all that anger and hate that you have only makes you the the people who you the people who you feel like have oppressed you for so long all you're looking to do is become the oppressor that's all you're looking to do because your whole thing is that you want all of us to get freed as black people but then you're going to oppress people who don't look like us pretty much so all you're doing is continuing the cycle it doesn't work that way no definitely not and then i also saw too um a lot of people were saying like which is it's just because he's black they were like, um, this is like the first villain I've like ever seen. And I like, think he felt he was right. Or I agree with him most of the movie. And I'm like, no, we're not right. going to do that. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> most villains, especially if they're well-written enough, Speak. have a point. Speak. Like most villains, like they literally have the same goal as the hero. They just Listen. have the most destructive way to go about it. Come on. You know, act like right, Magneto and Professor X I'm- have not been doing the exact same shit i'm like, gonna punch this microphone because you just like, read my mind i was telling somebody that last night i was like magneto and here's the funny thing both of their names are eric <laughs> like yes magneto he <laughs> is killmonger like the same scenario their asses were malcolm x and martin luther king like what are you talking about like, so, nothing eric, to... magneto might damn be nicer than killmonger <laughs> shit like <laughs> Who would have ever thought that Magneto was nice? Like, but no. Like, there's nothing new under the sun. And like, like you said, it's because he's black. You know, it's like there's nothing new under the sun. This like, the character <laughs> wasn't just created for Black Panther. Like, Listen. no, it it just he he fits our scenario. You know, exactly. You, or it's because you. No, go ahead. Oh, were you going to say it's because you 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 want to see it now? You couldn't see it before. Is that what you're gonna say? You couldn't see it in no. those characters, but it's because he looks like you that you can see it now. No, no, I was gonna say kind of back to like it's because of the whole Black American versus African American or African kind of a, a, that scenario. So many people probably do feel that way. Like if there was a country who could have come to save us, our ancestors, or whatever, then why didn't they? Kind of a thing. Or it's like why? How could you watch in silence? So I'm sure it's a lot of people who connect to that part right. of it, and so that's why they're like 
Well, he's absolutely right. They definitely should have done something. But right. his methods are completely wrong. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lord, we could uh, we could stay on that all day. Woo! Okay, so, um, okay, some of the characters. Um, now, th- this is, and I know this may not be popular, but Chadwick was probably the least impressive person to me. Uh, but that also could probably be because he was already in one of the Marvel movies. So I've already been no, introduced to I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty popular. I've, a lot of people have said, though, that they, um, aside from, like, I've been seeing comments about Michael B. Jordan's acting, they felt like Chadwick was the weakest, and not in a bad way, just because the supporting cast was so strong. Absolutely. So not to say he didn't do a good job, yeah. but they did such a an amazing job of, like, rounding out the movie with enough people. Absolutely. That she didn't, um... I don't say you didn't need them, yeah. but you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, we were entertained enough or we cared enough by everybody else. The The point where I cared the most about T'Challa in that film was literally every scene he was in with Eric. Every scene, because Eric brought out the passion in T'Challa, you know? Mm-hmm. When they were arguing in the throne room, when they were having the fight, like, I mean, not, not the last fight, the, the first fight. The, um, yeah. Like, the, the passion chest. that came out of him from these scenes uh, but yeah, other than that, and it, it absolutely wasn't a thing he phoned it in. He played T'Challa well, but T'Challa was very much subdued compared to a lot of the other characters. That's who he's mm-hmm. written to be, you know? Um, yeah. But like you said, the the supporting, listen, listen, deny. <laughs> Good God. My girl, listen. So can can she get home? Woo, I'm watching. Boy. I'm going twice again. <laughs> Okoye was everything. In every scene, Okoye was from, in. From start to finish. From start to finish. Don't freeze. <laughs> and it was subtle things, even down to her side eyes, you know? <laughs> I loved it. And I, I love the fact that all of these beautiful, strong black women demanded respect. How awesome mm-hmm. was that to see on screen, you know? That mm-hmm. was amazing. It was absolutely amazing to witness. And there were, there were levels and there were layers no, none of the two women were the exact same. And I love that as well. They all had different personalities, you know? It's yeah. not like you, you watch these films and you always, okay, I have that personality type. Okay, that personality type. It's like, no, we gave you options. Oh, my God. It was so awesome to see. And she kicked she ass. That, uh, that whole, whole movie. time in Korea was just like, what? Like, she owned she owned Korea. I'm like, all right, the rest of y'all was just there. That was that was her. Ryan Coogler had that set up just for her. <laughs> y'all traveled there. You you thought you went there for Claw. No, you went there so that Denai could be able to show her ass. Like that's what you went there for. And and she did. And she did. And listen. She did. So many <laughs> folks with that damn gift of her throwing the wig off. I'm like, look. <laughs> okay. So, like, like I said, you know, we took a bunch of notes. So, I'm going to read what I put down about uh, Letitia. Uh, okay. I said she was pretty damn awesome. I wouldn't say she's as amazing as everyone else said she was, but I think she's going to play an amazing <coughs> part in the MCU moving forward, especially because of who she is to Wakanda. So, in saying that, my whole thing, there are people who have literally been going off about her. And they were like, mm-hmm. know her name because you're going to start seeing her in every film. Eh, I wouldn't say that. Um, Me neither. Yeah, I think she's, she's gonna get work, but she's not gonna be. People have, listen. The people, the way people have been going off for her on social media, I think it's sweet. I think it's great that people feel that way about her. No, 
<laughs> like she she did a good job in this movie and to anyone who knows shuri and what the role that she plays in black panther she's not going anywhere in the mcu for as long as chadwick's there she's going to be there you know mm-hmm. um but with that said the no y'all i saw more people getting excited about her than everyone except for deny deny is the only person who lapita was non-existent when people got started started talking about shuri and I was like, no, Lapita definitely did her thing. She definitely did. It was more, it's funny to have she and Chadwick together because I feel like their personalities match one another very well. Like she was more reserved as well mm-hmm. on, on the side of the women, you know? Yeah. Um, but she definitely, especially the way she stepped up once Killmonger took over, you know? She's the reason why T'Challa's family's still alive, you know? Listen, like the reason... Because um, the guy's ass was like, well, I got to respect the throne. Listen! Bitch. <laughs> his ass! You ain't playing games. But he gets some act right. She was like, he wasn't fairly, girl. <laughs> you better wake up. What you playing? But I also but yeah. love the fact that they she, have She's the, the true hero of the movie, to right. be honest. But. Right, she is. <laughs> I love the fact that even in that, even in that moment, those two sisters still have respect for one another. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, even though we completely disagree with the direction we should be going in right now, this isn't going to come to blows, you know? I want okay. you to leave and be safe, you know? And it's like, okay, well, even though I would like for you to leave with us, don't get hurt while you're staying here trying to <laughs> trying to protect this killer. Like, you Listen, because <laughs> you could be next while you have bullshit. <laughs> Say one thing against him and watch what's gonna happen to you. Like mm-hmm. she, she woke up. She was asleep for a minute. She a little too late, but she woke up. And that's what we hope and pray for everyone. <laughs> is that it's like okay, you can you can wake up. <laughs> you can wake up eventually. Uh, so then we get to uh, a fan favorite boy. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get this out of the way so you can get this off your chest and what you got to say. Um, probably, <laughs> probably aside from Michael B. Jordan, the person who I've heard people talk about the most would be Winston Duke, who plays M'Baku. And yeah, he was the, the leader of the Jabari tribe. And uh, one of the things, real quick, before we, before I, because I cannot wait to hear what you have to say, but uh, a quick <laughs> side note for those who may not know, um, when going for the particular dialects, uh, the dialect that uh, Chadwick was going for, he wanted something from uh, what was it? What is he said? Southern Southern Africa is what he was going for, and he said so. Pretty much everyone used the exact same dialect. I can't remember exactly which one he chose, but everyone <laughs> in the entire cast spoke the exact same way as he did, with the exception of the Jabari tribe. And I thought that was so interesting. He said they the for the Jabari tribe because they were removed, they chose mm-hmm. to go with the Nigerian accent instead. And I was like, that Makes is sense. really cool. I really, oh, really like better, that. They better think about listen. The- <laughs> <laughs> Come on here now. Yes, listen. I love it. So for me, I feel like Mbaku literally stole every scene he was in, every single solitary scene. Like, and it. For for me, I don't know if it had to do with his stature. I don't know if it had to do with the fact that he literally moved for everyone. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. good lord, his personality. His personality was. Yeah, you, you had to fight to <laughs> to make sure that he didn't just completely take everything from you when you were in a scene with him. Listen, okay, <laughs> be like, oh, I got to break my A game, and I think he wasn't even. I mean, he did a really good job, but I think 
part of it too is because he like towers over everybody like you're saying. I think he's like 6'4 and Chadwick's only like 6 foot. Mm-hmm. And so I know uh, Michael B. Jordan said in interviews he had to like gain a lot. He was trying to gain a lot of weight so he looked very intimidating. Yeah. So he definitely is bigger than we've seen him before Absolutely. in the movie because regular Michael B. Jordan you would not have really looked like a villain. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have believed that probably. Yeah, when I was watching an interview because you know I told you I've been doing uh, <clears throat> research and when mm-hmm. I was watching one of the interviews today, he said, because they actually put the pictures next to each other, because they were saying he's always been this big, and then that's when he corrected them on what you just said. And he was like, no, because for Creed, he was a slimmer type build, you know? Because he was like, I wanted Definitely to look was. like a boxer. So, and that's when he went into what you said, you know, for this, I wanted to look intimidating. And listen, mm-hmm. it literally looked like his torso went on forever. Like, dude, dude yeah. looked like, if anyone's seen, uh, if, if anyone's seen Split, uh, the way that his character grows at the end and the way his body changes, yeah, it looked like uh, <laughs> Killmonger was just on that constantly. Like, that's just oh, who yeah. he was. like, his shoulders and arms. Like, yes. for how he used to look, look like, massive. Good lord. Lord. But, I'm like, if there's no. <laughs> any time where I wanted you to be my man, it was right there. Right there. You could have engulfed yes. me. Good lord. Oh, always. But, but listen, but, you took this to Shady Ass. No, I was coming back. I was Jordan. coming back. Okay. I, was, I didn't. I was comparing the two because they were both intimidating. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the Jabari tribe, the whole barking thing. I was like, whoo. Okay, yeah, now. Because they're cues. That's all they are. But anyway. Listen, and I love cues. Talk about <laughs> Amen. Sure you, listen to your voice. Voice Crazy. went down just now. Do you? Ooh, mm-hmm. You call some kind of way. Come on. I do. Come on, get your healing but, on. Get your healing. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I think Winston Duke is attractive, but mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh my gosh, he's so fine. Losing guy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I went to the movie, I was squinting, I was like, yeah. <laughs> is that alright? <laughs> you were squinting, you're ignorant. <laughs> and I don't know if it's like the haircut, I don't know if it, I don't know what it is, I just don't... <laughs> I don't see it for him in that way. Right, I'm just right. Like, okay. Yeah. He's yeah. attractive, but absolutely. All y'all doing? Mm, okay. <laughs> I find him attractive because it's a combination. For me, it's a combination of and see, I'm not sure how I would feel in person because in the interviews that I've watched, he's remained attractive. But it was the swag of Mbaku that really got me. You know, mm-hmm. he had a very nonchalant type way about him. You know, he seemed like the kind of person mm-hmm. where literally he could pick you up and just toss you and not even think about it. And like, okay, for for me, what got across just how how much of a scene stealer he was was when he was sitting on his throne. I'm like, here's the time where he's not towering over you. He's seated <laughs> and he's still taking the scene from you. You know, <laughs> he's looking at them like, are you done now? Like, are you done? Like, I'm like, yes, God, like. Just everything. I was so thoroughly entertained by him. And the fact that, you know, a lot of people keep talking about how funny he was. But I'm like, there are scenes where it wasn't funny at all. And in those scenes, the the, the scenes where it was just based off of his raw power. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I, I feel like he was only funny in one scene. I'm like, am I? <laughs> 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 and it wasn't like a whole comedic scene. He had like right. two eyes that were Listen. funny. Listen. Like, Listen, okay. <laughs> we all we all pick up and remember things differently. Differently speak. We all come with our own things. So Indeed. we leave with different things. Indeed. Okay. <laughs> so another okay. thing that I wanted to talk about 
was a, a scene that, well, not just a scene because he was in more than one, but kudos to Ryan, kudos to Marvel, kudos to Disney for the fact that we knew that Sterling was in the movie, but we had no idea who he was playing. None. Kudos. <laughs> and I don't think they're really getting enough props. Well, I guess they can't because they're not, they're not trying to give spoilers away. But, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, like, I almost want to stand up and applaud. Because when you, I mean, the movie starts, and mind you, when the movie starts, I, all I know is like, oh, okay, this is a situation that's going on right here, right now. No idea who it's going to be. No clue. And I'm like, you find it out, and you're like, wow. Because my whole thing is, is that I knew he was going to have a smaller part. But I'm like, wow, who could you make him? How irrelevant is he going to be to this film? Listen, okay. And then, like, when he switched up and started talking to accent, I said, well, shut up. Come on. Come <laughs> on, twist. Listen. And when I say that he spoke it, oh, I'm like, listen, it doesn't matter what Sterling K. Brown says. I could sit and just, oh, my God. Like, not only is he this beautiful shade of just, oh, you want to talk about black is beautiful. They need to just have him stand. Listen, no, no, (laughs) no. Jesus. I'm not going to just Can I just touch a face, Sterling K. Brown? Oh, now, granted, granted, I don't. I don't know if I bought him and Denzel Whitaker as thugs. (laughs) <laughs> but I did enjoy their roles in the movie, if that makes any like their overall importance <laughs> for the movie that I enjoyed. But I don't know if I bought those two characters Denzel. as thugs in Oakland in '92. You ignorant as shit. <laughs> I could, I could see Sterling. Honestly, I want to see Sterling more than Denzel. Denzel. More than Denzel. I feel like Sterling is going to be an amazing villain when given the chance to play like a flat out villain. Because even in his eyes, his eyes can be so much emotion. Whew. If he was Killmonger, I I, <laughs> I, I probably would have called on an Oscar nomination if he was Killmonger. Because I'd have been like, no. Y'all oh, no, not that down and up and left and right, <laughs> all of that. Right. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> I just... And he and he has that like even like his his own personality has some of that like swag and some of that like a little bit of hood does, there does, but does. I still don't know if I buy him <laughs> as a thug. That's all I'm saying. He ain't he, he ain't got that much. He ain't you know the ooh, you know what I'm saying. He ain't there listen, for me. But listen, I did really enjoy it. and like you saying too. I love that it. Well, it has to be though a. Please has to be a secret. Like you can't reveal Absolutely. that anywhere in the trailer or anything. You cannot because it it's Eric's like well his one of his primary motivations. So right. you can't. Right. <laughs> and, it's a ma- and it's a major twist, especially who Denzel Whitaker's character. Listen, is they just so you kept throwing these things at me. I'm like, wait, who? Like what? And then of course I looked at I looked at uh, Denzel Whitaker's left eye and was like, oh, that's now how they cast you in the okay. Now this is one thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, and I think it's really just because he has a baby face. Yes. I uh, I was like, I don't know if that character would look like Forrest in twenty five years. If that makes <laughs> sense. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh that loud. <laughs> but I felt the same way about um, <laughs> Young T'Chaka and Old T'Chaka too. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, twenty five years isn't y'all trying to? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, you know. But yeah. I mean, again, everybody did an amazing job, don't get me wrong. Listen, I was just like, did. 
And I could see them growing into those characters also. Right. But I was like, I don't know if 25 was the right amount of time. Now, now here's my thing. People were complaining about <laughs> them not thinking that it's fair that Killmonger had to die. But to be completely honest, and I want to make sure I go back to, because his name I actually <laughs> forgot for a minute, Unjobu. Unjobu didn't have to die. Like, I'm like, I'm looking at T'Chaka, like, seriously? <laughs> like, you're the freaking Black Panther. You didn't have to kill him in order to stop him from shooting, uh, from shooting Zuri. You Child. didn't. So, I'm like, you dug your claws into him. I'm like, oh. But that's another one. Zuri didn't have to die. I was he, like, wait a minute. Listen. What we doing? <laughs> I was like, wow, there's a lot of death in this movie. I but I think, think he really thought saying, like, I was responsible was going to, like, stop shit. <laughs> no. It ain't stop nothing. He was it's, like, I can kill you and him, too. Like, who wanted this? Yes, who wanted <laughs> This is what I'm saying to everybody. No. Y'all keep trying to talk about how completely flawless he was. And, <laughs> like, no, I totally get why he. No. He just sat there and killed Zuri. There was no reason to do that. Now, granted, Zuri didn't explain that correctly. <laughs> I'm responsible. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> you're it's taking, the wrong time you're to taking, stand up, but... <laughs> You're taking a lot of weight on your shoulders just because you ain't say nothing. That's it. You didn't say anything. You didn't do shit. So I don't know why you're saying it's your fault. <laughs> All you didn't do is speak up. You didn't go back to America or use your Wakanda technology to reach out to him and tell him exactly. that. <laughs> but okay, you didn't do so, anything. <clears throat> speaking again, though, of those characters, Young Zuri and um, Sterling, I can't remember his name. I already forgot. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing so I did it ever say what they were there for? I know they were there to spy, but like they were there to spy and then... Do we ever figure that part out? <laughs> um, if we did, I don't remember. I can honestly say that. Okay. I don't I remember the, the exact mission. Yeah. But you know, they had, uh, and what were their names for them? War dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, all over the world, you know. Um, so I guess that was specifically for them to be in Oakland. Um, so I'm not sure what was supposed, but, ooh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, but yeah, like I would have, I don't know. Okay. So we can, we can kind of slowly slide into this. For everyone who considered the movie to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I felt like that there were opportunities to go deeper in storyline that they didn't touch on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, From the reviews that I've seen, quite a few people took issue with the fact that Killmonger was at the museum. Which, by the way, of course, you know, I was so giddy when I realized that the museum they used was the, the high art museum here in Atlanta. Um, and so... When we were watching the scene, I was about to say something to Kaya, and I was like, yeah, no, I don't like people who start talking in the middle of a film, so I'm going to shut up and wait. <laughs> and then when the credits were going, you know, because uh, there, there are two end credit scenes, and so we had to wait to the very end for the very last scene. So Kaya saw where it came up, saying that Atlanta was, where they, uh, was one of the places they filmed in, and he was like, wait, at what point did, and I said, uh, high art. And he was like, what? I said, yeah, because I planned to take him two days ago to the museum for the first time. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, ha I love it. That's the best. <laughs> High art and probably most of Wakanda. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just that's what they film Marvel movies. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like there, there's a lot more we could have gotten from Killmonger, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a, a far much more depth. Like my... My thing is, is that 
there were so many relationships that weren't able to be built on. And it, it literally was like he came through like a Tasmanian devil. And they, they took issue of the fact that he was in the museum. And then after that, it was a minute before you saw him again, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't feel like we built his character up. For those of us who, and I, I think they felt like, because for those who, did, who didn't read the comic book, they connected to him because of the black experience. You feel me? Yeah. Um, but for those of us who read the comic book, we know that there are, there's more. And mm-hmm. I, I guess they felt like, and I'm not you, there's not a whole lot of history behind Killmonger in the comic book. But I'm like, there's more that we could have gotten. and Or just based off of the black experience. <laughs> him building these relationships with these people, you never, I would have loved to see what would have happened once he took over. Because yeah. for him, the whole goal was we need to get these out. But I'm like, give us more, you know? And I don't yeah. know, everything just seemed like it happened so fast. There was one reviewer who was like, who was like you really could have chopped this up into two separate films. And I'm like, that's true. And he was going completely mm-hmm. off of Killmonger's mission. <clears throat> and I'm like, that's very true. The, the beginning of the movie could have actually, I mean, the end of the movie could have ended with what it is that took place with him. But I guess it wouldn't have worked because, uh, and uh, again, spoiler for those, wow, aw, uh, because a lot of people may have not seen the uh, the previews for Infinity War. So my bad if I'm messing this up with y'all. <laughs> but It's uh, fine. It's a trailer. That right. kind of a spoiler. <laughs> a lot of what's taking place in <laughs> Infinity War is going to end up happening in Wakanda. Wakanda yeah. plays a very big part, you know? So I guess that couldn't have happened because they need to be able to have Wakanda to fight there. I was going to say it would have been awesome if at the end of it is when T'Challa would have ended up getting thrown over. Um, Listen, I was thinking that. Like, yeah. I really wish some movies would do that. And like, I want to control how they finish. No, no, no. It, it's like it. It could have been. It was. It would have been a great to be continued. And yes. then you know you come back at the beginning of Infinity War, and you know he see you either see him coming down the river, or Mbaku has saved him as he does in this film. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like okay, well, you're now a part of the. You're not a part of. You're with the Jabari tribe now because you can't get back to be able to save the rest of the people of Wakanda. So then another battle breaks out that is the the full MCU. So he has to put mm-hmm. his focus there, and he has this conflicting battle that's going on inside that he needs to be able to save his family, but he needs to save the world as well, you know? So, yeah, trust me. I've thought of a whole storyline. But um, I, I see. I see. <laughs> but they decided to move forward with that, and I'm like, that's one reason why the movie wasn't perfect to me is because I'm like, you didn't flesh out Killmonger enough, you know? Well, yeah. Um, well, no, to me, this, before you go to the next point, to kind of touch on that, too, part of that is why I was saying I kind of wanted to see Killmonger more. Yeah. And just kind of because, <clears throat> like, again, I feel he could have been this great villain and we didn't see enough of him. Because I think, which isn't a bad thing, so much of the time was spent really building the world and the relationships there. Yeah. Which isn't, <clears throat> excuse me, goodness, which is, I completely enjoyed and loved because all this boring characters, like I said before, were really good. Right. But I wish we could have seen, you know, more of the. Because normally in the movies, the villain has a larger, a much larger role. Right. And his was, compared to Rice's, was pretty small and minute. Because they had uh, to I, share the time with Claw, you know? Exactly. But I also didn't like how, and this is a small thing. I wish we could have seen his mother or learned a little bit more about his mother. Because mm-hmm. I was like, he came in and saw his dad. But I'm like, so your mom was at work. She was hanging out with a girlfriend. Like, we don't need to go deep right. into where she was at. It's like, <laughs> at what point did she come home to? Or like, because I don't think she was ever even mentioned at all. He just started, said he grew up without his dad. Right. Okay. okay. Get that. And then also, and then this mom is was the, American. That was all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the thing I hate and love about the Marvel movies is that I love that they all tie in together. But I hate that when it comes to the standalone films because you still have to fit into the overall 
arc of what they're trying to do with the MCU as a whole. Right. So it's like, you can only do but so much, which is why I was very nervous about this movie from the beginning. Um, just because I'm like, it's only so much you can do with the movie before you have to go back into the rest of the Avengers kind Absolutely. of a thing. Because right. even like you're saying, like the things they could have done, it still could have worked that way where we do Infinity Wars next, but right. I would have preferred it if it was like that and then Black Panther 2, and then we finally see him come back to everybody else. Because for the most part, most of this movie, I forgot he was even connected to the Avengers because you don't see anybody. Right. Other than um, Bucky, Ross. Bucky at the end. Oh, I thought you meant Bucky at the end. But yes, Ross, yeah. Well, I mean, we count Bucky because it's literally, at the, like, that's literally just to remind right. if any wars is next. So I'll just count Ross and Claw. Like, right. <laughs> there's hell no even damn mention of an Avenger nowhere. Like, so I, that's the thing I, like, hate and love about it is that I would, sometimes they can't stand on their own enough Right. Because you have to connect them back to everybody else. Right. Ooh, excuse but me. But no, you can go ahead. Sorry. Um, but yeah, was, was there, because of course you know I still have more things. So is there anything you wanted to touch on specifically? <clears throat> um, as far as it not being a perfect film, no. But um, this thing is, uh, I've been seeing online, folks are upset about the lack of uh, queer LGBT representation. I don't know if you've been seeing it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and so I have several things against that. Yes, I get representation is important. Yep, I get that everybody wants to be seen. Yep, I do. Um, the, the argument can be made that you know one film can't be everything to everybody, and then mm. folks will counter that with, well, what you keep saying that, but what time is the right time? Right. So, I, and I can give you that. I completely understand. So originally they, and this isn't a spoiler because this came out months ago. It's right. just come back up because the movie has come out. So there was a scene they filmed, apparently, with the character, um, I can't remember her name, but Florence, who was in Captain America Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Who told Black Widow to move. Mm -hmm. Now, me, I thought she would have a much larger role once Black Panther got his own film. Right. Since the girl had three lines. (laughs) They might be being generous. Like, she was in the movie and you saw her. Right. But she was not a pivotal person at all. Right. So, she's in, apparently there's this scene they filmed, her and another woman are flirting with each other. I believe her okay, name in the cool. movie is, is called Io. I'm sorry, but go ahead. It, it might be. That sounds about right. And so, but apparently the film was cut. I mean, that scene was cut for whatever reason. Cool. So, folks are upset because they're like, well, it would have at least, you know, shown that they're proof people and Wakanda and all that. And I get that. I do. But if it was only one scene with a small character who's flirting with another woman. Right. That didn't add anything to the overall exactly. story. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't have any issue with it being cut out, right? Because I can see if it's Denai's character, right? Then we can then we can have a conversation. Exactly. I can see if it was Shuri's character, we can discuss that, right? But if if you didn't know who she was in Civil War, you wouldn't have remembered her, yeah, from Black Panther, yeah. Hell, even knowing from Civil War, you still not might not remember <laughs> her from Black Panther just because she didn't have a you know, like really going into Black Panther. I thought she would have had Denai's role, right? But she didn't. And so I just don't get the, the folks being upset. Also, too, this is just the first film. So there's no, there's no reason why he can't listen exactly. do that in the next one. Because I don't, um, I know some creators, artists, whatever, aren't as receptive right. to audience feedback. <laughs> you and I have discussed this on here yeah. and off. <laughs> but I haven't necessarily gotten that vibe from Ryan. I don't know, though. I could be wrong. Right. But, and if he's even given the chance to, if he's even the person who does the sequel. Right. But if it's a 
big enough issue or concern if he sees that people, you know, that he might touch on that. Now, granted, I don't know why, I hate to say I don't know why it would be that particular character, just because given she was so small right. in the two movies she's been in, but I, there's still time. And I get that folks want to see it, and I absolutely get that, you know, folks, that that's the excuse, like the next one, the next one, the next one. But I, that particular, that scene wouldn't have added anything. And it not being in the movie doesn't take anything away for me. Because it, it didn't not. add to anything. It does not. I it, it wasn't even a thought for me. And I am someone who not only is proud to be LGBTQ, but I also create space for all of us, you mm-hmm. know? So this isn't something where I just live my life day to day like I'm gay, but don't talk to me about it. Like, no, (laughs) I'm very proud of it. So as being someone who's very proud of it, I can honestly say I didn't I didn't go to I what? (laughs) Like, like when I when I saw that online, I was like, how is this even a thing? But this is the reason why I always go back to people enjoy complaint culture. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. give me a reason to open my mouth and speak out against anything. (laughs) <laughs> like really like we we can find you you're mad because they killed killmonger you're mad because you don't feel like queer people are represented like for all of these things i'm just sitting here and i'm like why and it feels so funny to me because i'm someone who came out and said this movie wasn't perfect you know mm-hmm. so but my my thing is is that me saying isn't perfect is in no way saying it's bad the movie is phenomenal you know but it's yeah. just i believe in balance so I can't sit here and just be like, there's no way this movie can't grow. You can leave this movie just the way it is. I'm like, no, I, I feel like there are things that could have been done where the, where the sequel can be even better, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but it, that's different from you coming out and being like, here we go again. You're not showing any queer people. No, like, why? Why was that a thing? <laughs> right, like, I could see a Black Panther was supposed to be it. Exactly. I get that. Exactly. That, then we, we can we can fight. We could sign a petition or whatever. I'm not going to sign it. But, you know, like, we can be, <sighs> you know, sharing think pieces and everything else. We can, we can do all of that. But this, and I hate to call it insignificant, but you know what I'm saying? Like, this supporting to the supporting cast. Right. As character like what? <laughs> hell even if M'Baku was gay yes. and we didn't see that I wouldn't be mad right because we didn't see him right at what point would that have come up <laughs> it's like, like you're trying to shoehorn certain situations in you know it's yeah, like it it's, it's and that's the reason why when you said the characters who you said it's like Okoye was in the story long enough for it to be important if she was queer if she was mm-hmm. you know and sure, she was, he was in it long enough for if she was queer for it to be something of importance, you know? Exactly. Um, and we, we didn't talk about Wakabi a lot, a lot at all, but Wakabi ended up being very important and it completely Straight caught ass. me off guard. <laughs> that caught me off guard. I, I saw was a like, meme. What? what? They was like, his uh, discernment is slacking, and it is, or something along those lines. <laughs> See, two for two. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I'm very interested in seeing what happens with him in the sequel, though. You know, when he was like, "Would you kill me?" She was like, "Hell yeah, Move, nigga!" <laughs> uh, oh, oh, strangely enough, okay. Well, I guess not strangely, but I was going to talk <laughs> about how that how that scene made me feel. But it 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 makes me come out to the, the the overall film itself. So when everyone was talking about how important this movie, not important, how perfect this movie was. I began mm-hmm. to lower my expectations because I'm yes, honestly one of those kind. Oh, you did too. Okay. 
Um, I'm one of those kind of people where it turns me off when people do that. Um, I need for people to be able to have commentary about what they think could be better or not slandering the film, you know, just being yeah. like, like I've seen reviews that I've really respected because they were like, you're, you're being made to feel like you're going to be shamed if you say any one, even one negative thing about this movie. And I'm like, no, I'm the complete opposite. Give me balance. So because everyone kept talking about how flawless it was, I was like, oh boy, let me lower my expectations before I go in here on a high and then into being burst, you know? And mm-hmm. so I went in there like that. And what I can say is the reason why I want to give kudos to everyone in this cast, including everyone behind the scenes, is because before they even got into anything really significant, I was already in tears. And the reason why I was in tears is because I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the score combined with what it is you were seeing visually, but something took me over. And I sat there and I'm like, I'm watching history right now. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And it, it, I don't. It was a really, really s- several special moments because what what triggered this in me to remember was that scene when Okoye had Wakabi on the ground and all of the uh, Dora Milaje had won over his tribe. And I'm sorry for forgetting what his tribe's name is right now, but uh, the ones who guard the border. Um, but yeah, and I'm watching this moment, and all of these strong, powerful women have men on their knees. And it made me emotional <laughs> because I'm like the strength of women. I'm so proud of Ryan Coogler for feeling it necessary to just show how beautiful and strong black women are and, and of dark complexion. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. come on now. Like, and not in not having to have hair. Jesus, listen, so so much of the Milaje <laughs> were just knocking out stereotypes all bam, 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 bam. And to see this scene and it's like, no. No, you're going to be on the ground. I would kill you. Like, like, did did you not see what it was that I did earlier when my sisters were saying that I should go with them? No, I said country. <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. like whether you dis- where you agree with her or disagree with her, she stands for what it is she believes in. So awesome. you're sitting there and you're saying to this woman who you've already turned your back, you know. So you've turned your back on her already, and now you're saying, would you really choose your country over me, bitch? I literally chose. <laughs> I chose Child. it over the royal family. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I would completely put it over you. <laughs> you. But you know what you signed up for, like my dude. You just met this man. Like you mad because the child didn't kill Claw, like my dude. Right. You don't know him. He's still an outsider. Like don't do that. He came in here with a body of the man who killed your family, and that's that's it. That that's his ticket. <laughs> like okay, okay. Right. I wanted him dead so much that all my loyalty is gone. It's everything. <laughs> everything's yours now I'm like okay listen if there was going to be a, a gay relationship there you go right there <laughs> clearly I'm not going to play <laughs> I'm not going to play this man came gave you what you want so you're like you can have whatever you want now you got real stuff real hard eye right now <laughs> not going to do this with you on this day I don't want not you on no I don't want you no more Koye <laughs> not on this day you you and our king couldn't kill him, but he did. And what you do I mean, to me lately, Okoye? Hey, he, he ain't man enough for it, like Tony said. So <laughs> I, she need a new bait in the sequel. Maybe she can get with, um, I'm going to get her name wrong. Florence is the actress's name. So maybe that could be the queer <laughs> representation we want. It, it's A.O. Yes. A.O. Yeah. <laughs> I can't deal with you. I'm already more invested in that than Wakabi. He can go somewhere. <laughs> 
uh, there were there were people on both sides, black and white, who had arguments that I thought were silly when it came to white people. Um, things that I thought, first of all, went completely against everything that T'Challa believed in. I'm, I'm watching like, wow. Again, a situation where I'm like, you're making yourself no better than the people who you have issue with, you know? Um, people mm-hmm. are celebrating all of the... And I mean, it's not... It's not the, the, the pettiness of white people when it came to this film, no, I'm not talking about them. That was ignorant, and they deserved all the success that this movie is getting. But I'm like, for for those who, you know, they were talking about how they're so happy that there isn't white representation, and for the two people who were in it, they were back, you know, placeholders and all that stuff. And I'm like, but why is that necessary, you know? Instead of us celebrating the black people who are in the movie, why not simply not mention them? That's my thing. Because my thing oh, okay. is, is that it's it's childish to bring up the fact that you're glad they're placeholders. That's not necessary. You know, Martin Freeman uh, and Andy Serkis didn't do anything to you. <laughs> it's better. <laughs> why, why can't we just big up the the achievements of our black brothers and sisters? There's no need to put anything, anybody else down, you know? And for that, I'm glad less for Martin Freeman and more for the character of Everett Ross because he does play a role in the Black Panther story in the comic books that he got mm-hmm. to have that scene where he was guiding the plane and shooting down the other ones, you know? I'm mm-hmm. glad that happened for him because I'm like, he actually, he wasn't created by Ryan Coogler or by Kevin Feige to be a part of this. He's actually in the comics. So I'm like, you're talking about how it's not necessary for them to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, actually, Claw probably shouldn't have died because there's a whole lot more to Claw than what they showed in that film. Listen, like, uh, uh, him, uh, hell, him dying, I was like, okay. <laughs> he like, really like was say, just like, a tool to get film. Killmonger over. I'm like, yeah. I was like, so he was just the... Because to me, I was like, so it didn't have to be Claw. Right. Like, if you get what I'm saying, like... <clears throat> Like, you could have been using anybody to help you get the vibranium or to get back to Wakanda. Like, you didn't need... <laughs> like, you didn't need to kill the other villain. Like, I was like... But now, granted, it was enough... It's enough issues in Wakanda to where... T'Challa don't even need no villains from outside. <laughs> trust me. But <laughs> I was like, so the two villains in the movie both die abruptly. Okay. Listen. <laughs> we could have done a lot more with both of them. Look, okay. Come on. Come on. Listen, this was not a because really movie. the way they because really the way the trailer makes it seem, you you really think Claw is like it like when he's like talking in that um, interrogation scene. Mm-hmm. You to me, I, I thought that would be a lot closer to the beginning of the movie, maybe, right. and that we really see him like and T'Challa go at it. Yeah, no, right. Honestly, Claw was going to live, and th- I, I, well, to be honest, I thought both of them would live. I honestly didn't think either of them was going to die, but mm-hmm. I figured if anyone was going to die, it would have been Killmonger, and Claw yeah. would have lived only because there's a whole lot more to Claw in the comic books than there is Killmonger. If you watch videos on people giving you a history of both of them, Claws is way longer <laughs> than Killmonger's. So I'm like, he never even got to exist as because spoiler for anyone who doesn't know there's a point where he literally ends up becoming a being just of sound you know and i'm like and that's all he is he's no longer of a a corporeal body so i'm like he didn't even reach that point y'all just killed his ass like that was it maybe y'all felt like y'all didn't want to worry about the cgi but i'm like wow okay but not even i'm like that's he didn't make it to wakanda like you're saying too i definitely would have saw him living over killmonger like and but he would have been the reason for killmonger's death like Maybe they both were fighting Black Panther at the same time. Right. I was like, okay, you're going to die and not me. Let me get up out of here out the back. 
Like I'll be back for the sequel. Like, like I just didn't. That's not how I saw it going, but okay. <laughs> Still a great movie, right. but it's not. He said that's not. And again, it's, it's still plenty of issues T'Challa got to deal with. But listen, come okay. on. <laughs> I would have thought like Claw was gonna be like hiding in the shadows, ready to come back. But okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cinematography, because you know I always talk about that. Come on, the director. Cinematography was beautiful. Oh my goodness, there were so many. It was a feast for the eyes. Seriously, like from when he went into the uh, the plane with the ancestors and the colors, the beautiful purples and pinks and oh, and the way they connected that with when Killmonger, I love how it, it's different for you according to who you are. You know, he mm-hmm. went there and outside still gave you those colors, but he was in the apartment. And I was like, that was just so powerful to me to, you know, a lot of people got on the CGI and I don't know, it, it didn't really hit me as much. Like, I'm looking at, they were talking about the waterfall when they had the ceremony going on as it scrolls up and you're looking at the people on the mountain. And I'm like, it looked fine to me. Like, I don't know. Maybe I was just in awe. For me, I'm the kind of person where even though I'm really into the inner workings of film and what's happening behind the scenes, I get lost in a movie, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't think about the fact that the waterfall isn't actually there until after the move's over with. When I'm watching the film, no, they were really at a uh, look. When he's over the edge, I'm like, oh shit, like what's about to happen? <laughs> like in my mind, I'm not like, wow, they were probably on this little ledge. Everything's green around them. No, <laughs> that's gonna ruin the film for me, you know? Right? Yeah, you can't be there. <laughs> like now, at a second watch, I might be more. I know I'll be more it, right exactly. technical or whatever. But yeah. no, in the moment, I'm like, Jesus, who is Phil? Wait a minute, where's the stack? Where's the <laughs> Help! Somebody! Anybody! I can't stand you. Like, I can't stand you. Get over there! Like this is not safe. Okay, damn it! Y'all ain't have to film at the edge of the cliff. Y'all ain't have to do that. Okay. We we can throw him over without him being right there. Or hell, even him and uh and Baku fighting at the beginning. I'm like, so we gonna be leaned all the way over? We leaned over. We, so we gonna both fall. We gonna both fall. That's what we doing. The movie just came on. That's what we doing. Okay. Clearly, okay. T'Challa knew something we didn't know. Because he leaning over the waterfall, and I'm like, you don't care that you're going to die? Well, he gets talked over this, later. But this big old man, <laughs> you going to fall, he not. But he, he gets tossed over later and still lives. He clearly knew something we didn't know. <laughs> He's like, My you nerves. know, this drop not as bad as you think it is. You be all right. <laughs> so you're right. I get lost in the movie, too, because like I said earlier, I be knowing he going to live. But I just, my nerves, I be right. like, no, <laughs> no. Where is he? What's going to happen? Like, but also, how are we going to come back from this? How are we going <laughs> to but also when uh, when they were at blah 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 blah. Oh, okay. uh, uh, when they went into the uh, the caves, the mountains with the Jabari tribe. Listen, mm-hmm. the way that that camera zoomed in when they initially went there, and Umbako was sitting on the uh, the throne. Oh, when it went from his shadow to light, and the way that they had the colors perfectly behind him. Oh, the the darkness that they led into with the light that was coming from the front, and it had kind of this glow of the sky and the moon. Oh, my God. Listen, it was the best. And they had such beautiful, the way that the bamboo next to him, the colors with that, 
in the way that it went against the. I'm sorry, I'm getting too deep, too deep, too technical. I, I love it. I love <laughs> that you just, you see things. I don't. I, these were in the movie. The way no, I'm not that bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad. But no, I just love the. Yes, come on, director. I love it. The way they set those colors up, like I love. Oh goodness, and that and that's why you have a team. You know. That's why mm -hmm. you have a team, so that people are able to throw these ideas together of how they know this would work out. The way it zoomed into him, it gave this feeling you didn't know who you were going to end up getting. It brought it in in a way that this man, who just was defeated by uh, T'Challa, and now you're coming to him for help. No, we want this to feel like this is going to be a lost effort, but Nakia has to try, you know? And what mm -hmm. better way to do that than for the camera to zoom in on someone's shadow? And for the way, again, the way that he's sitting on this throne is just, what your ass want, you know? <laughs> you're bothering me, why are you here, you know? Exactly. And then the person you end up getting is someone who is still nonchalant, still swag, but to him, it's all about legacy. It's all about <clears throat> culture. It's all about doing things properly, you know, mm -hmm. which is the reason why I loved who he it was someone who tried to call him a villain on Twitter. And someone was like, no, I don't you wouldn't consider him a villain at all. And I'm like, no, no. Mbaku is definitely not a villain. His whole no. thing is, is that he he walked the line of everything needing to be old school. That's the way he looks at it. You know, he's like yeah. you and your technology and all this stuff. It's like, why is why is all of that stuff needed? <laughs> we we <laughs> are people of the mountains. We've been able to survive just fine, you know. So his exactly. whole thing is that he's old school. It's not about I I hate you. It's that I want to destroy you because I'm sh I should be the one in control. All these buildings and technology and shit you got going on, we're doing fine just the way we are. Let's go back home. Literally, he was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they fought, but that don't make him a villain. Right. It was a it was a cultural thing. Exactly. It was like, okay, who wants to take the throne? Right. Hell, it could have been Nikki asked there. Was she gonna be the villain? <laughs> right. Like, no, we're not gonna do this. We're not gonna do that. Oh, we're not gonna do that. And then, oh God, with Korea, like this movie, if anything, this movie, if you are someone, and this is for anyone, you know, because of course we have international listeners as, listeners as well. If you have never been to America, visit. If you are in London and you've never been to the continent of Africa, go. Same thing for anyone in America, you know, for all of us, if we've never been to Korea, let's travel. Like this, if this movie has done nothing, it should make you want to get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> so I'm like, listen, there's beauty all over the world. It really is. And this opens you up to an opportunity to see three different continents, you know? So I'm like, that that should be exciting to you. You got to see North America. You got to see Asia. You got to see Africa. And I'm like, travel. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It really, really is someone who's had an opportunity to leave my, the country that I was born in. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And being able to see all these different country i mean all these different yeah all these different countries on these continents and to see what it is they have to offer is like well i mean you you may have seen oakland it may have not made you want to <laughs> i can't it may not Shady make you want to jump on a plane but <laughs> yeah in 92 or 2018 sadly god damn can you give us another part of oakland other than just this this, this apartment building <laughs> as someone who literally went to oakland for the first time like what was that three four months ago yeah, there's definitely more that they can show you. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, you know, it's all good. I got you. Um, but yeah, okay. So, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on yet? I'm looking over my notes. I feel like we kind of like did everything. Like, because our, our stuff, I guess, like overlapped or whatever. Oh, okay. This thing. For the most part, I am very, very happy. Um, uh, the success the movie has had. 
having that it's going to have. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy that everybody, um, for the most part, has been very excited and hyped about it. Mm-hmm. I because I feel like I have not seen us this excited about a movie ever. Yeah. Like I don't know if I've seen us this collectively happy since Obama won the first time. Listen. Like facts. I'm just like facts. When have we ever? Like, That's facts. Like rally, like I'm like, go ahead. That's like from like the clothing everybody's wearing to like all the videos they making outside of the daggone theater. I know the movie theater workers is like, if they don't lose, so I can go in there and clean up. <laughs> like from, no, I think you're you're completely on. I can't I can't think of a moment not in my lifetime anyway. Other than especially, Obama. especially not a movie like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? Absolutely. What? <laughs> but I love that, though. I wish this could happen more often, but... <sighs> well, wait. Pause, pause, pause. Okay. So it happens in our lifetime. Both of us were younger. You were much younger. I was in middle school. Um, okay. Uh, Malcolm X. Malcolm I was X. thinking yeah. if Malcolm was... I, yeah. Look at me. That's where my mind went. <laughs> but no, I don't know if I was <laughs> yet. Let me look when that came out. I was about to say, if I was in middle school, were you born yet? Listen... Because <laughs> I want to say it came out in '92. I'm about to say I think Malcolm X was '92. Depending on the month. Are you Are you Googling right have, now? I am. I might not have been here. You <laughs> I feel like it saying. came out. I feel like it came out in the spring. It was November. I was here. Oh, it was November. Okay. Hey, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you. I mean, you definitely wasn't in the theater, but but welcome. Um, I might have been. I know my parents. So. Okay. Oh, oh, I almost dropped the phone. <laughs> but like, um, I had the parents. This is like slightly off topic, but still within the realm of movies, though. But I saw like all like the rated R movies and stuff. I saw them all as a kid, like so. <laughs> all the ones I probably should not have seen until like high school. I saw them all as they came out. I so. can't. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Malcolm X. Malcolm <laughs> X is a pretty big deal. Like we were in middle school and we took a field trip, so it's pretty much what's happening right yes, now with Black Panther. Um, the only thing is, oh my God, like my Malcolm X story is—it was so, it was so disrespectful. Like literally, the film stopped playing in the middle, and we had. I've, to I've been hearing that. Wait. <laughs> so it's, oh Jesus, and that's a long. Well, y'all need an intermission. Listen, Malcolm X was long, baby. So y'all needed an intermission. That's what God. <laughs> that's what that was. Is that what that was? It was. I can't imagine. Listen. I can't imagine sitting at the Jeez, the movie is like ten hours it longer was than Roots. Long ass, you shut your mouth. It was a long ass <laughs> interruption. Like we were sitting there, and I mean, keep in mind we're middle school kids, so we fidget. Like we need things to do. Like what you got, you just got us sitting in this theater. That's not gonna work. But yeah, it stuck with you. It stuck. It, the movie definitely stuck. Even though we were in middle school, the movie stuck with you. I remembered it clear as day when I left. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like to be able to have something like this, which would speak even more to kids than Malcolm X would, you know. Like, yeah, that's, you that's see the babies cool. in the costume. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, the babies. Oh, the future. Oh, I'm getting emotional. Because <laughs> more than like the adults in their clothing, like the babies, that's what's like. Yeah. I'm like yes. Absolutely. Yes. I um just just yeah. So I'm ready for Halloween this year, damn it. Just yes. Just to see them all. I well, just, I already yes. said that I'm going to dress up as a, a male version of the Dormelage. You better go ahead. Listen, I'm bald. Come on. Let's make it happen. I don't know the last time I wore a costume. So you better go ahead. You said you don't know what? The last time I wore a costume for Halloween, I really don't. I, haven't worn, I have no clue. 
I have no last year. Really? Are you really? <laughs> okay, we can call that a costume. <laughs> I, I attempted to put a little bit into it. I attempted to put a little bit into it. I'm like, all right, because before then, I think I may have been like a teenager or something. I was like, okay, we got a little bit into this. We gonna go for it. But I mean, this time, like, I'm look. Let's put on this full garb. Go get me a good spear real quick. Like, all right. Well, let's... <laughs> well show out. You know, I want to go learn some martial arts. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a little scared of you. Go out here on these Atlanta streets. <laughs> I don't know how safe that is to walk around the streets of Atlanta with a spear. But <laughs> good luck. I wish you wish you well. You wish me well. <laughs> I do. I, I do. Singing the Turn Trent Darby song. Ooh, I stopped myself. Sing. Yes. But I don't know if um. Do you know the numbers so far? I'm sorry. I was getting intuition. You don't say and, and you whistled. Um, mm. um, I'm I'm doing the numbers, but that was going to be saved for good news. So you ready to oh, go no, to no, good no, news? No, I guess so. If you haven't already and you listen to the podcast, go see the movie. <laughs> um, I'm mispronounce his name. I don't know if you saved that for good news, so you got it. Okay. <laughs> whose name are you going to? Whose Kevin. Name are you going to say? Um, Kevin Feige. There we go. <laughs> Okay, so with that being said, everyone, it is now time <laughs> for good Okay, so what? <laughs> oh, I want to know how you pronounce his name so bad. Um, call him Kevin. Were you going to call him Kevin Feige? No, I probably was going to say um, Feige. <laughs> Come on, Kevin Feige. Yes. It's not like Siege, right? Just what F? But I believe it's F-I-E-G-E. Mm. Okay. I'm a little dyslexic. <laughs> okay. Okay. You like Theo from the Huxtables? I mean, from um, Cosby Show? <laughs> Theo from the Huxtables. That's probably. Whew, I get on black people for, for, for calling the show Urkel, for calling the show Bart Simpson, and here I go. You should call it bad instead of Urkel. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because that's a fact. Ooh. That's dead. And I'm all for the black sitcoms. That one right there. <laughs> that one right there. <laughs> Are you okay? You <laughs> over to whisper it. <laughs> I can't. I can't stand family matters. You just spoke to my spirit just now. That's why I love you. I'm yeah, giving. I'm um, gonna give you the color purple hands back and forth right now. Yes. I can't. I can't. But you know we disagree on plenty of black sitcoms. But this, that one we agree on. Why? Listen. Why do you think I got so excited? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen. I never saw that coming. You caught me off guard. That's why I yelled so loud. I'm like, wait. Did we just agree on something that most people usually turn their nose up to me to? Family matters sucked. Anyway. Who um, likes? Oh. Listen, a lot of people like that unrealistic ass show. Get out my face. Every time it comes to the end, y'all start. Everything's solved perfectly. You better shut up. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> Life ain't like that. Anyway, but yeah. I mean, what's the sitcom? That's not why I don't like it. <laughs> I knew that wasn't why. You, I, knew, I knew we were going to differ there. I just wanted to bask in us both disliking it. <laughs> I knew we'd disagree again once it came to the reason why we didn't like it, but yeah. <laughs> we gotta be happy in our moments, you know? Like, alright. We do! We uh, we both just don't like it, and there we go. And there we go. Listen. <laughs> okay, so what were you about to say about Kevin Feige, though? Kevin Feige is the, the head of Marvel, for those who didn't know. Uh, Marvel, well, the, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is what he's the head of. 
Come on, break it down for the people. <laughs> I didn't want people thinking that I meant he was on the opposite side with the comics and stuff, but yeah. No, he's over the movies. Um, I well, well, studios. I guess that would include the shows too, right? No, I guess. Um, he no, it's just the... separate from the Netflix. Yeah, the Netflix shows. The Netflix and the Hulu and the Freeform and the yes, oh, Kevin I'm like, y'all's gonna take over all of all of TV. <laughs> Damn he's it. literally only the head of uh of the movies. Oh, okay, okay. Well, no. But he came out, um, and so I think the, either the day, Thursday, Friday, one of those days, and he was like, this is the best Marvel movie they've made. And I'm like, because I know some of those other, because um, the Russo brothers have done like three or four, haven't they? I will feel away. But maybe that's just me being <laughs> petty. I'd be like, sir, what? <laughs> like, that was a good movie, but I've given you like four. Like, really? Like... <laughs> Like, really? Like, that's how you feel? Like, but no. So I'm like, when the head of, like, the studio is, like, behind the project, so. Yeah. So strongly. Absolutely. You definitely need to go and support it. Yeah. And go see it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the Russos. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. So really quick. So I don't know how many of the Marvel shows you, I mean, Marvel movies you've seen. But my favorites now, as of Black Panther, my favorites would be uh, Winter Soldier. That's, that's. Yeah, that I haven't seen that one, but I heard seen? that one is. I heard that one was the best Captain America. That one was the best of all of them to me. Oh, um, that was the best of every single one. Uh, I guess it would be Winter Soldier, Civil War, Black Panther, and that's not in order because I feel like Black Panther and and Winter Soldier kind of fight for what my number one is. The reason why I love Winter Soldier is because to me Winter Soldier is Marvel's uh, Dark Knight, which is DC. Um, when you watch, when you watch the Dark Knight, you can see that it literally isn't a lane all by itself. It took comic books to the level where it was no longer comic booky. You were able to tell a really dramatic story, but it still was able to be a comic book. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what they did with Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is based, you know, it's comic book characters, but good God, like, oh, it, it, it. To, now that to me was a flawless film. Now I'll go back and look again because I'm sure if I watch it again, I can find something. But I walked out of that theater, theater like I not, to me it wasn't just a great comic book movie. It was a great film. Mm-hmm. Like like Winter Soldier is probably in my top twenty favorite movies of all time. The, the okay the, look they wore that film out. Like they they really really did. They really yeah I've did. only heard like positive and good things about that one. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know why I didn't see it because I saw the first and I'm big on like I want to see like the first one. I saw to see the second one. I saw the first um, Captain America. I don't know why I didn't go see that one. I, I don't know what I was doing. One. I've been told by too many people to never watch the first Captain America. <laughs> A lot of people don't. Yeah, like it. I enjoyed it, but maybe looking back compared to what they've done since, right. I might not enjoy it as much. But right. I liked it when it came out. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Was it just knock out some numbers really quick for for our good news? Um, what did you have any separate or any separate? Yeah, like should I be making this our joint good news or did you have something good, good news you wanted to share? Make a joint. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> so the joint good news is once again Black Panther. So yeah. as of this recording, Black Panther is set to make two hundred eighteen million or more for the four day holiday weekend. So that's including today, um, because. They're at, I think, 192 just right now without counting Monday's numbers. So it is the... Was that 
No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, it is the fifth highest grossing Mar- Marvel movie ever for first week in box office. It has the chance to become the highest grossing film in the MCU as a whole. The $218 million is projected for only the first four days, as I said. The Avengers bowed at, and this is all stuff I wrote down, so forgive me. I need to take notes. Um, the Avengers, <laughs> they bowed at $623 million, So that's where they ended. Um, a Wrinkle in Time comes out in two weeks. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how, how Panther bows. Because, you know, it's like that with Wrinkle in Time coming out, there are people like me who want to definitely make sure we make as much noise for it as we, do, as we did with Black Panther. There are some people who's not even on their radar because Black Panther is completely black, you know, and Wrinkle of Time is not. I mean, Wrinkle in Time is not. However, it is backed and produced with Oprah Winfrey. Um, Ava is, you know, the person who created it. Well, not the actual story, but directing it. Um, so you have black women who are behind the scenes. You also have the lead character as a black young sister. So I'm like, let's not get it twisted. Even though you still have white people who are part of the movie, you have several different. In this movie, you have black, you have Hispanic, you have Indian, you know? So it's a very diverse cast led by black women. So don't get it twisted. We absolutely still need to make sure we support this. You feel me? Um, so with that being said, I'm interested in seeing what the numbers are going to continue to be like for Panther because in two weeks we get wrinkle, you know, uh, but knowing the way that uh, Ryan and Ava always show up for one another, I think this is going to be beautiful to witness. I really, really think it is because Ava has been going hard for Ryan online. Mm-hmm. And I think even that... somebody, um, no, go ahead. Mm, go ahead. No, because somebody, I think even responded to her on Twitter or something. And she was basically like paraphrasing, you know, one of us wins, we all win. Like, because they were like, you know, you're going so hard, but your movie comes out like two, three weeks. And she was like, you know, like, basically, when one of us wins, we all win. Like, why not? Listen. Why would not? Come like, on now. Come on. Because the thing is, I'm Ava, but even with me being Ava, Ryan's still opening up some doors right now. You feel me? Exactly. That's what yeah, we're doing. I think it's, because I don't know if you finished with, are you finished with the stats or were you still? No, because I was, the next thing I was going to say was going to kind of tie into what it is you're talking about right now, as far okay. as being able to show up for one another. So what I'm about to say might actually just lead into what you're going to say. I was going to say that when I made the whole comment about, I think everything's going to be all good because they're really there for each other. Ryan mm-hmm. got his gig as director because of Ava. Ava was originally supposed to be the director of Black Panther. Child. Down. When I say that would have been a completely different movie. A totally different film. You hear me? And I don't know if the conversation would have been <laughs> as positive <laughs> as it is right now. When I know when she was in talks, well, I was like, and I'm not even a fan of the comics. I was like, Whew. <laughs> y'all say y'all say Ryan's is not an action film. <laughs> Ava DuVernay's Black Panther would have had one fight scene. Do you hear me? You want to talk about a character-based piece? <laughs> do you do you hear me? All two hours and 30 minutes of it. Do you hear me? We would have had one fight. <laughs> and it may have just been verbal, but yeah, but no. L- listen. <laughs> it would have been a very heated verbal. <laughs> Some very tense discussions throughout. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be the quietest action superhero movie I have ever seen somebody, in my life. Somebody, somebody threw a cell phone. <laughs> that action, boy. <laughs> I love her. I just don't know if comics. Ooh, it's her lane. <laughs> Lord. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm one person who wasn't disappointed when uh, we found out that she stopped. I mean, she stepped down and she I told Kevin. was overjoyed. Ryan would do a, a great job with it. 
So, and that's the reason why I know that he's going to go hard for her as well. Even though mm-hmm. I don't think he really, he doesn't have a social media presence, does he? I don't think so. I haven't seen, um, because I, I mainly just been seeing the cast alliance. I don't think he does. Yeah. So I'm very interested in seeing how he'll return the favor, you know. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love their relationship. I love their relationship because Ryan, and I want to make sure I make this very clear. Ryan and Ava are goals. And the reason why they're goals is because that's the re- that's the way we should all show up for one another. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I always tell people that I do not believe in competition. I don't. My competition is me. I will tell people in a heartbeat to listen to the Outline podcast. I'll tell people in a heartbeat to listen to Lemon Shade. I'll tell people in a heartbeat to listen to Black Boy Blitz. I'll tell people in a heartbeat to listen to The Read. It's not competition. Like you said, if one of us succeeds, all... The the read just celebrated five years. The fact that they are out there doing this, that they were able to sell out the Apollo, says so much for what it is that we can all accomplish. And people will take us more seriously because they exist. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what's what's with the competition? <laughs> what's with it? We're opening doors for one another. With, with what it is that Ryan just did, we're getting to the point where you can, especially when it comes to overseas, they sell the, they say that we cannot sell films overseas. That is no longer an argument that can be made. Uh, Done. Done. Listen, because I'm, I'm, that's really what I'm wondering the most. Everybody's like, this film is going to bring about change. I'm like, we've been hearing that. Now I know Hollywood is in a very, uh, um, I don't even know the word to use it, a, a, almost fragile, I want to say, state, just mm-hmm. with all of the Me Too movement. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, constantly, especially with like black or diverse films. Because it's like, the excuse is always, okay, well, that one did well. Right. But the next one, it's always that, like, that pressure that, like, we have to do so well. Right, exactly. For the first weekend, especially, or it's like at all. It's like, sometimes you go see, some because some people, I have been guilty of this before, you go see a movie you don't even want to see, just because it's a black, damn it. You gotta, so they can make another one. Just so I can see myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> like, right. But that, that's always the excuse. Like, okay, that one did well, just because that was a fluke. Or that one did well, you know, just because folks were into that at the time. Right. So I'm wondering if this will really start to bring about change. Because that's what people are saying, but I feel like I've heard that before. So I'm not... I want to be optimistic, but I'm not there yet. Right. I'm not there. I'm The reason why I'm optimistic is because of the people behind the scenes. You feel me? Mm-hmm. The, the people like Ava, the people like Ryan, the people like all of your favorites, so you know I can't think of their names right now. But um, the, the people... Or, or the Lenas, you know? Or Lisa's. The thing that I'm excited about are the people who are going to constantly keep going. The Donald Glovers, you know? Those mm-hmm. who are like, we're not, not only are we out here now, but we finally reached a point where there are so many of us behind the scenes who all have each other's back. That's why I know that I can be amped right now. Now, if it was situations like back in the day where it was like, what, you had uh, Johnson and Spike Lee, and uh, who was it who was in, who was behind the scenes for uh, Living Single? Yvette Bowser? Yeah. Bam, there you go. <laughs> you, got, you got two of them on screen, her doing her best with television. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like, do any of y'all have each other's back? Like, what's going on, you know? Um, Tyler and Spike Lee too busy fighting amongst each other. You feel me? Um, and it's like, so here we are with an opportunity where none of them are going to each other's throat. They all want to see each other succeed. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, I'm at a place of joy right now because all we need, we, we have Ryan showing that there's nothing that we can't do in films. Then you have, it, it's teeming over on television. 
as far as what it is that we're capable of doing. You you see us as many different lights on TV right now, no matter where you change to, you know? So that's why I'm in a place right now where it's like, as long as we have power behind the scenes, we're good. All we have to do is just keep moving up. All we have to do is not have Bob Johnsons who are willing to sell BET Viacom. Uh, Hello? Uh, Listen. Because uh, <laughs> old dude, and I'm sorry for forgetting his name right now, but uh, dude bought back Essence. Um, mm-hmm. So now Essence is completely black owned again. Come on. This is what I'm talking about. Can somebody go over to your girl at BET and be like, I understand that you're cool with being president, but how, how about we be owner? She's not, um, I don't know what she is right now, because somebody else is, She's not um, president anymore? I think she's, like, still CEO chairman okay. or something, but somebody is else is president. But gotcha. since they announced him, they ain't announced shit else new. Ooh. Oh, lazy motherfuckers, get on my goddamn nerves. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they do over there on that. Mm. Calm down, mm. calm down, mm. calm down. It's the good news. Yes, yeah, so I'm happy that the people that are behind the scenes are all supporting each other. Because I do feel like, I mean, but of course, though, the people like in the early 2000s and 90s, um, at least on television, from what I've seen, they've all had those relationships and have been there for each other. Right. But none of them have had that that major kind of crossover mainstream success that these people are getting now. Right. Like you say, like Lena Easton, Donald, especially, are all like names that we all know and recognize. Mm-hmm. So even though, you know, other ones who have been here for years are still out here doing stuff, even like Justin Simeon, like Yvette right. Bowser from Living Single, I think is showrunner on Dear White People now. So it's like, these people are still out here, but they're just, I guess it's like, they kind of had to lay the groundwork or more of the groundwork so that the Lena's and the East's could be the household names, so that makes any sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. But but, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm excited because, and I'm, I'm speaking this onto your life. I'm excited because even two years from now, you can be there. You feel me? Even two years. So that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited because people who put in the work finally have people who are like, listen, I have a door ready for you. You know, this door isn't locked anymore. As a matter of fact, it's cracked. (laughs) I'm just waiting for you to start walking towards. So I'm be like, look, I got this for you. Come on through. I'm excited. What I do love about um, those three too is like, I know it's at least now it's um, this really big whole like thing your friends on thing. Quote unquote, but it's also like I had this opportunity, so let me bring you with me, Absolutely. so that now you can go on and do other things. Like even Ava with um with Queen Sugar, how she's like giving all the women like all female directors Absolutely. because like they don't get that chance to do it anywhere else, yep. so they get the chance there, and then they go on to do something else. Yep. What I think she's also doing, although I haven't seen her explicitly say, each season has been a new showrunner, but it's also been a woman. Right. So I think that, that also is on purpose too, because it's like, okay, you have this experience, so now they can't say, "Well, you've done a show run before, but I did." Hello. So, so <laughs> give me another one. So give me <laughs> yes, yes. Facts. So. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm so excited. We are black. We are beautiful. We are strong. We are showing out. We are showing off. Like it's on up. Same thing. It's only up. And I love that I have space where I can be as optimistic as I want to be. I'm so thankful that we have a podcast. You better come on. You better sing. You better let me know. From time to time. (laughs) (laughs) So this has been awesome. And in case you all are like feeling it with us right now and you are feeling this black beautiful right now, if you are feeling like excellence is at 
a high point and we're going to keep it going you want to keep it flowing if you don't want to stop this you join us on <laughs> thursday <laughs> you're okay. listening to this on tuesday you join us on thursday for the healing space live brandon is going to be here with me and you know whenever we're both together and not online that means it's going to be on facebook so you join us on facebook for the healing space live it is going to be a continuing conversation of Black Panther, along with some more things like you know when well, you, when you don't have your voice right and you decide to sing the national anthem, um, but yeah, so we're gonna talk about some things. Are, yes. are you looking forward to that, Mister BHW? I am. I am. I was just sitting over here thinking, and I got upset all over again. I'm gonna touch on this earlier, but you brought up that breast on now. My mind oh, is boy. there. <laughs> I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it short. I'm gonna keep it short. It's on the subject of Black Panther. Because a lot of people don't know, though, that they had, like, a Black Panther comic series a while ago. Now, I don't read the comics, so... Well, yeah, Ta-Nehisi Coates is still doing it. So No, 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 but they had the, like, the, the uh, animated series. Is what oh, I'm okay, sorry. yeah, yeah, I heard about that. And so a lot of folks didn't know that, and I'm just like, well, it did come on at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And oh, it was shit. like, no promotion is normal, wow. right? So I was like, now, but granted, I don't read the comics. I don't know how faithful or how true, you know, it was, like, right. how much of a... I enjoyed it just to see us, but I'm just like, y'all drop the ball again. Like, <laughs> don't nobody over there know how to play? Oh, oh. Damn, we ain't ever going to the championship with y'all. Ha! Damn it. I can't. I can't. So, okay. Yes. okay. So I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying next year. I'm not even saying in two years. This is different from me saying you getting put on as like a writer for something. What about in la 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 Five to eight years, five to eight years, if they still ain't doing shit and you are asked to come on and revitalize BET, would you be up for it? I got ideas now. Let's go. (laughs) But it can't be one or two. Like, they need you to literally revamp the whole station. Like, would you be up for that? Now, of course, you'd have a team to help you, but it's like, you gotta be, okay, okay. And we closed in two of them offices because I don't know what we pay people for. Don't understand. Y'all be sick of me. <laughs> Listen. Uh, maybe they need to be sick of somebody else. That's the shit get done. I, but anyway. The thing uh. that bothers me, okay, like promotion, for real. This is real quick. Since we brought them up, I brought them back up. But like, okay, we're using a promotion for a show. I don't know how that works. Like, as far as the interviews go, because mm-hmm. I just like, I need you on The View to talk the real Wendy Williams. I need you to call Tom <laughs> Joyner. I need you to call Michael Bays. I need you to call. Ricky Smiley, I need you to be over there on the chew trying to cook something. I need you to be over there talking. Like I need you to be everywhere. I need you to go over to Trevor Noah. I need you to be on Jimmy Kimmel, uh, James Corden, Jimmy Fallon. I need you to go, like you got to make some rounds so people know you got a show coming out. You can't go and be on Good Morning America mid season and talk about people to watch. In the season eight but nine episodes, who does that? <laughs> no, I need you to go talk to Gail and whoever they got to replace Charlie Rose. I need you to go over there and talk on the Today Show. You got you gonna make some rounds with me, okay? Damn it, you gonna <laughs> tell your husband you ain't gonna be home for a minute because you got places <laughs> to be, okay? You gonna be on the road. Damn it, I just don't understand. I'm here for it. Don't get it. I'm completely here for it. You, we're going to call Issa. We're going to get you a sip going. Like, you're going to be everywhere. You're going to be calling in the podcast. You Listen, people are going to know you on, on television. Hello. I literally have sat here. I've been dry this whole conversation. <laughs> you got me perspiring. 
Oh God. Okay, so we we're gonna leave the rest of this for the live <laughs> show because you clearly have more you need to say. <laughs> Get on my damn nerves. Until uh, then, if you would like to walk to with us on social media about her hair start and her job at www.thspodcast.com. That is thspodcast.com. You can find every single episode of The Healing Season there, as well as it's connected to the Love Movement website, which is my uh, wellness website. Um, also, you can walk with The Healing Space on social media by going to Twitter at underscore THS podcast and Instagram THS podcast. Myself, it's Scorpiogi everywhere. Wherever you need to walk with me, you can find <laughs> me at Scorpiogi. And you, BHW? I'm at I hate BT. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I tried to, um, I did try to change my name to BHW, but Twitter told me it wasn't long enough. So I got to think of something else. So I'm not feeling them for that. You can find me <laughs> on, uh, where am I? On Twitter and Instagram at No More Otis. <laughs> Until Ooh. I change it to something else. That's but a, yeah. That's a quote right there. You can't find me if I don't know where, where I am. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you can't find me if I can't find myself. Come on. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Not you can, I can find play with me. You. I hate BET. I can't deal with you. <laughs> anyway, yes. So join us on Thursday for the Healing Space Live. We can't wait to talk to you guys. We love to get to interact with you guys live. It's the best and until next week, thank you so much for enjoying this conversation about Black Panther and Wakanda. Continue to enjoy Wakanda Week with the Healing Space. We love you and namaste.